1 Peter 4, verses 1-6 to Therefore, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude He had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do, so they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although people had judged them worthy of death, they now live forever with God in the Spirit. In the first verse, we are called to arm ourselves with the same attitude that Christ had when he suffered and died on the cross. So what attitude did Jesus have? Well, if you remember the story of Easter, before Jesus was arrested, he was praying in the garden. He cried out to God, asking him to take away the suffering that he knew was coming. But he also said that it was not his will, but God's will that mattered. Jesus trusted God and his plan, even when he was faced with pain. We are called to trust God and put his will before our own, just as Jesus did. Choosing a life free of sin may mean choosing a life where you need to endure suffering. Sometimes we think that we know what is best, but I can promise you that God has a better plan for your life than you could ever imagine. 1 Peter 4 verse 2 says that if you have the same attitude Christ had, you won't spend the rest of your life chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. God knows you better than you know yourself. He knew you before you were born, and He knows what will be best for you. We are called to trust God with our future, with our wants and needs, and with everything in life. Trusting God in all things means trusting Him with our desires. Desire is defined as wanting something or wishing for something. Everybody has desires. The desire to fit in, the desire to be in relationships, the desire to feel in control. And desire is not a bad thing. In fact, it's actually a good thing. You should want to be in relationships with other people. The danger with desire is that sometimes we can be selfish and prideful and impatient. When we don't trust God, we can fall into temptation. Temptation can creep into our lives and convince us that what we're doing is okay because it's what all of our friends are doing or because it's socially acceptable in our culture, but we need to hold on to what we know is right. As Christians, we are called to be different from the rest of the world, to stand apart and choose to live the way we know God wants us to live. People will always try to convince you that it's not that big of a deal or that you should just try it to see what it's like. Have you ever heard those sayings, you only live once, or I'm here for a good time, not a long time, when it comes to making choices that we know are wrong or even dangerous? Don't let the culture around you convince you that you should sin a little more or check out what all the world has to offer you before fully committing to Christ. The third verse in today's passage says that you have had enough of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Full stop. That means right this minute, no matter how much or how little you have sinned, you have sinned enough. There is no need to test the waters because I can promise you that there's nothing good waiting in the deep end. 
There is nothing that the world can offer you that will come close to what God has waiting for you. When we become Christians and start to live in obedience to God, the people we used to spend time with and make those bad choices with can be cruel. They might tell you that they don't even know who you are anymore, or they tell you to stop acting so high and mighty. Maybe they talk about you behind your back, and maybe they stop being friends with you. High schoolers can be especially cruel, and there's so much pressure on you to fit in. Trusting God in everything also means trusting God when we are faced with persecution and rejection. When people are cruel, you are called to be kind. When people hurt you, you are called to turn the other cheek. It is not your job to get revenge or to stoop to their level. Today's passage says that we need to remember that they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. This means that the people who hurt you will be judged by God, and so will you. Everybody has sinned and everybody makes mistakes, but there is good news. Jesus has already paid that price for you. We are all human and we will all make mistakes. We forget to trust God or we take matters into our own hands. We fall to temptation and we sin. Despite everything we do wrong, Jesus still loves us and he will forgive us if we ask. As Christians, we walk in obedience to God and he will take care of us. He has taken care of his people since the beginning of time and he will continue to take care of his people. Remember to trust God in all things, putting his will before your own, just as Jesus did. One day we will live forever with him in heaven. Before we go today, I'm gonna to close in a quick word of prayer. God, you see us. You see our uncertainty and our doubt, our struggles and temptations. You know our hearts and our minds. As we go through this week, I pray that you would give us peace and help us to remember that we can trust you in all things. Some of us are at the end of elementary school, some are just about to start high school, and some are getting close to graduating. None of us are certain of what the future holds, but you are, and you are with us. I pray that you would bring us comfort when we feel alone. I pray that you would give us courage when we are afraid. And I ask that you would remind us that you are our strength when we are weak. We submit our desires to you and choose to do your will over our own. We choose to trust you when we are faced with persecution and rejection. We choose to trust you when we are afraid and we choose to trust you with our future. Thank you for your faithfulness in all things, even when we forget to trust you and when we make mistakes. Thank you for the plan you have for us and thank you for your son, Jesus, and that we will be with you one day in heaven. In your name, amen.